What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Nosebleeds podcast. That's K N O W S Bleeds because we know what we're talking about, but we broke, so we sit in the nosebleeds. I'm, of course, your girl Brandy Flores, and I've got beside me. It's your boy. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Kush Parikh. And Brandy, what do we have on the agenda today? Well, we have a lot to talk about today, and stay tuned for a special guest. But until then, let's focus on the NBA. But let's the first thing I want to talk about is probably one of the first things I saw when I woke up this morning on Twitter was Lonzo Ball covering up his BBB tattoo, Big Baller brand, if you didn't know. Um, and he covered it up with a pair of dye, two pair of dyes that covered up perfectly. And first of all, I want to talk about how poorly that job was done. I mean, he's a he's in the he's in the NBA. He couldn't afford to get a better tattoo artist. And die out of all things. Like that's yeah. what you cover it up with. Um yeah, but he, he covered it up because that there's like major drama that happened with Triple Bs with one of the owner the co owners apparently stealing money, um, about what was it, one point five million, mm-hmm. something like that. Laundering illegal. Yeah. Just in case you guys didn't know that. So it was like some shady shit. So basically Lonzo was like, Yo, I'm done with Triple B. Y'all do you, I'ma do me, we still fam. Basically like that. Um, but and I think it was a good decision. Well, yeah, because also the NBA was kind of on him because they, he, they wanted him to cover his tattoos because technically you're not supposed to promote other brands like on your body. And that even though it was a tattoo, I feel like they were a little more lax about it because it was pretty small, like right by his like knee, um, I almost said knee, by his elbow on yeah. his arm. So it was pretty small, easy to, I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but I mean, there's just another reason to do that. Yeah, I can see that. And I think, I think now he's going to probably sign with Nike, which I think is a smart decision. Maybe get, like, just a little four-year, $20 million contract with Nike. Just something like it's about It's about five years, or five mil per year. And, uh, honestly, that's probably more than what he was making at Big Baller Brand. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like also the Big Baller Brand, it was hard for them to promote because LeVar Ball is such an idiot. Yeah. But... <laughs> I still give him credit for trying to be an entrepreneur, trying to push his own no, yeah, business, trying something different, not the normal um, rookie the, coming to the league, just sign with whatever. Right. But, I mean, also, I think a lot because of how his dad acted, his kids have this bad rep. I mean, he has, like, you know, one of his kids actually tried to steal in, from Louis Vuitton in China, but it's pretty stupid. But, I mean, Lon- poor Lonzo, I always kind of felt bad for him because – I mean, it's not his fault. His dad's just always there, like, just, just kind of causing a scene. But moving on, let's talk about the other L.A. team. The Clippers clinched playoff spot. How happy are you right now? So happy. Um, ha- Happy and not happy. Actually, I take that back because we lose our first-round pick in this year's draft, which is given to the Boston Celtics. It was lottery-protected, and if we made the lottery, didn't make the playoffs, we would keep it. Um, and but I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think for this young squad that the Clippers have, making the playoffs, getting this early of playoff experience is really good and is a boost for their morale. And shout out to Doc Rivers and this team and what he's been able to accomplish with this young Clippers team that has been trading that actually traded their star player, uh, at the trade deadline. Yeah, but they they clinched a playoff spot last night. Uh, winning 45 games and ESPN, Bleacher Report, Vegas, all these, all these predictions were under 35 games, 36 games, and they're sitting with 45 
wins in the season. So shout out to the LA Clippers. I mean, even before the whole they traded away Tobias Harris and everything, the whole trade went down. They also got Zubac, but Thank I mean, Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers. Let's just not talk about all the poor decisions they've made. Okay, their season's over. We're gonna move on. But I think even before the season started, they if they were didn't have any injuries, which they didn't have a lot of injuries like they did in the previous years, couple years, they're gonna be a strong team, and they were. They, I mean, they're you know not as good as Golden State, maybe not yet. But like you said, their young squad. I think with what Doc Rivers is doing, it's gonna be really good. With the next few years, I think the Clippers will be a force to be reckoned with. And he's one of the teams that the Clippers are going to match up with is the Trailblazers and poor, poor Nurkic's injury. Yeah, Yusuf Nurkic had, oh, it was gruesome. I Not screamed only, it. I yeah. screamed when I saw it. That was so, ugh, I mean, it was gross. Poor guy. Um, And the sad part is, is he was having a career game. He had a career high in points and the Trailblazers were just finally figuring themselves out, clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Damian Lillard was killing it. CJ McCollum's been on and off this season. And Yusuf Nurkic has really, really stepped it up this season. And for him to go down with that injury is just very sad for him and the Portland Trailblazers. So... Dude, and, like, he broke his leg. Like, it wasn't – I mean, he, you saw he, that – He snapped it. You, sna- you saw the snap. Even, like, right I after heard, it happened. I heard the snap. Ugh, That's how bad it was. God. You know – I mean, technology is a good thing because we're able to see these, like, things in case everything clear or close or whatever. But, like, something like that, I think I could live without seeing and hearing the snapping and popping of his, like, poor guy. Oh, my God. I, uh, poor guy. So, let's, you know, I think we should talk about something a little light to end this NBA discussion. MVP. Who do you got? Harden or Giannis? Oh, it's tough. Tough, 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 tough. Um, still got to go with the beard. James Harden, mm-hmm. as much as Giannis is doing up there in Milwaukee, has the best record in the NBA. James Harden has single-handedly picked this Rockets team up and brought them from a tenth seed a month into the season, and now they're sitting in third place or fourth place right now. Um, One hundred percent, I agree. Fear the beard. He's ama- and then I think just his attitude and the way he leads the team, just by how he plays, and he's just aggressive. It's, but Giannis, God, he he's yeah, killing it. They have the best record. They're a very young team. No real superstars around Giannis. Giannis is the main guy, and Mike mm-hmm. Budenholzer has done a great job, and the GM of the Milwaukee Bucks has done a great job, you know, kind of creating that team around him. Um, but James Harden, he's been on this role, and he's been doing it for most of the season without Chris Paul, his mm-hmm. his counterpart. Right. Um, and also, another reason why James Harden should win MVP is because it is reported that he's dating Ashanti. Mm. So James Harden's winning on and off the court. Their MVP, most valuable player. There you have it. There you go. So now let's move on. Still basketball. NCAA March Madness is still going on. And, you know, we have a bracket with, with amongst our peers right now. And your girl is kicking everyone's ass. I am in number one. Honestly, Duke I, almost ruined it for me because I had them winning the whole thing. Duke almost ruined it for the whole nation. Right. But no, nah, I do got to give you a little shout out. Um, yeah. Surprised the hell out of me. Did not think you had that in you. I don't know if they were just blind picks or if they were. I legit. did my research <laughs> and I actually watched a little bit. Okay. Okay. I'll give Jeez. you that. I'm, I'm in second right now. So I'm coming for Brandy. Um, okay. But so Sweet 16, who do you have? Uh, So we got, let's start with Duke and Virginia Tech. 
I have Duke taking it. Although Virginia Tech beat them in the regular season, that was without Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Um, still a close game. I think it will be another close game uh, in the Sweet 16, but I just see Duke taking it. They're just... But they have shown signs that they are beatable. So anything can happen. That's why it's called March Madness. What about you? Who you got Duke, Virginia Tech? Well, I had Duke, uh, Duke as well, but I have Duke winning the whole thing. So they're, to me, they're taking the whole thing, which I think they can. But like you said, Virginia did beat Duke in the regular season, but they didn't have Zion. So I think this is a whole different thing because Zion's a fucking beast. That he is. All right, LSU versus Michigan State. I got Michigan State winning. Tom Izzo rises to the occasion every single year. Um, he's a great coach, one of the best coaches in NCAA history when it comes to men's basketball. Um, I just see Michigan State beating LSU. I have the opposite. Mm. I have LSU beating Michigan State. Okay. I think, but you're right. I think Michigan State they do. I mean, they should win, but I see LSU kind of upsetting them a little bit because I think Michigan State should win, but. Um, we're all here for the underdogs sometimes. It's possible. It's a three versus two matchup, so mm-hmm. it is highly possible. Yeah. Um, it should be a good game for sure. And then Virginia and Oregon. I think Oregon, I don't know if you could call it a Cinderella story because they're pretty damn good. Their seeding was just not favorable to them because right. of what they did in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But they're, they always show up when it comes to March. Uh, won the Pac-12 conference tournament. Um, now they're in the Sweet 16, but Virginia is the number one team, so I don't see. I, I see their luck. Not I. I shouldn't call it luck because they've been balling, but um, I see Virginia beating Oregon because I think Virginia's defense is just too good. Even though how hot Oregon has been, um, I just see Virginia shutting them down. I agree. I think talent-wise, Virginia does have the upper hand, but sometimes with a team like Oregon, like they could just you know propel themselves like all that. Um, like adrenaline of like winning and they've been doing well this latter part of the season but will they run out of gas against virginia i think so too tennessee versus purdue i think this is going to be the matchup of the week Mm -hmm. or of the round um it's going to be a hell of a game Mm -hmm. it's honestly a coin flip you could toss it up but i do have tennessee beating purdue i do too and then gonzaga versus florida state i got gonzaga I have Florida State. I have them for the upset. Okay. Also, my aunt. Well, also it's my more personal thing. My aunt is a. She lives in Washington. She's like a big Gonzaga fan, and I really want her to. I really don't want them to make it past. Damn, that's ruthless. But, <laughs> but yeah. I do think Florida State can do it too. It is, but Gonzaga with Ryu Hachimura, he's a beast. Potentially going to be a top five, top ten pick in this upcoming draft. I think he shuts shits down because they actually handed Duke their first regular season loss. That's true. This past season, so they upset Duke. Um, Texas Tech, Michigan. Who you got? Oh, here we go. I have Texas Tech. I have Michigan. Why do you think Michigan's going to (laughs) win? Kind of the same thing as Michigan State. Like, they just know how to ball when it comes to March. Um, But, yeah, I I, I just see Michigan winning. I have Texas Tech. I think Michigan. I think Michigan should technically win, but I think Texas Tech can upset them. It. It. I. I can see that happening too. So yeah. it can go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston, Kentucky. I have Houston beating Kentucky. What Me too. Got? Yeah. 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 I. I can't see Kentucky winning just because Me PJ neither. Washington is out, their best player on yeah. the team. Well, he's not. It's still 
he's questionable for the game. Um, if I'm P.J. Washington and I know I'm going to be a top pick in the draft, I'm not risking coming back too early for March Madness. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, it's cool Like if you end up going to, t- uh, to the finals and winning it all, but God forbid that he gets injured again or re-aggravates it. That's true because it's so, not like he plays for Duke, you know, who could like actually win the whole thing also. Uh, they they look beatable. Anything can happen. That's Dude. why it's called March Madness. That's true. And then UNC, North Carolina. Uh, I have them beating Auburn because it's, it's UNC. Uh, their freshman, Kobe White, is baller. Um, Luke May, he's been here, done that. He hit the game-winning shot against Kentucky two years ago. Um, so I have them. I have North Carolina beating Auburn. I have North Carolina yeah, beating Auburn as well. Yeah, and Auburn Easy. and Oregon are the only non-top four seeds left remaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see how it pans out. But we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Passenger Side. I'm back for a new season with more music, more topics, and a whole lot of complaining. Tune into my show Thursdays at 8 p.m., only on Titan Radio. Okay, now it's time to talk about the best sport ever, which is football. Now we have two parts we can talk about now because there's two leagues, NFL and AAF. But before we do that, like I said in the beginning, we have a special guest, one of my closest personal friends, and she's here to help me gang up on Kush. So I'm really excited to introduce Ashley Antolin. I'm so glad to be here. I've never done a podcast before, so I'm really excited. Yay. But it's not different because I work with you guys all the time. Yeah, Ashling <laughs> works with us on our show that we do. Um, and me and her also host a segment called What the Tusk, where we talk about what the tusk is going on. Outside of Titan Athletics. Boom, boom. But, yeah, we talk about, I mean, uh, things that are going on in professional sports, mainly, like, exciting fun stuff like drama trade rumors all that type of shit we love the drama so i decided to bring her on yeah we do love the drama but before we get into any of that let's talk about the nfl how they just had their annual owners meeting and they made some rule changes the most significant one which is about fucking time they did was pass interference rule so now basically they could replay and coaches could challenge a play that was that could have been pass interference or not which I think it's great. Like, if we have this technology, it's time to use it. And you know how many times, how many games where have been decided over whether or not it was pass interference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean Sean Payton was the one that led the the meeting, obviously, because of what happened in the Saints-Rams game. Mm-hmm. Uh, love, love, love the idea. Um, we it love about, it. It was about time <laughs> that they added this. Uh, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the strategy of coaches, I think, because – now that you have to challenge it and waste a challenge on one of these, you can't use a challenge on something else. And some coaches, they outright just challenge everything. And if they end up not having any more challenges at the end of the game in such crucial moments like this, it's not going to work. That's so true. they have to be more strategic about their challenges throughout the game. 
I mean, and there are coaches who do use the challenge, who do challenge a lot, but then there are other coaches who don't. So I think with the coaches who don't really like, challenge as often. Like Green Bay's interim head coach after Mike McCarthy got yeah. fired, he used up his first two challenges, or the he ran out of challenges in less than half of the first quarter. <laughs> and he was just without challenges. He was really excited to have the power, okay? Yep. Honestly, I would too. Throwing a little red flag, that, that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Ashley, what do you think? I think that it's, it like you said, it's definitely going to change the coaching strategy, especially since you only have so many challenges. But I think it creates a lot of opportunity, especially since it is something that happens so often. Yeah. So. But also one thing that I think Stephen A. Smith said was that it could make it's going to make the games longer uh-huh. for sure. And people are already complaining about how long a football game is, and that's why Ooh. they don't get viewers. Oh, I love watching football. Stuff. I mean, yeah, me too. So I don't know who they're talking about. I think baseball games are definitely longer. Oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, and I love baseball too. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's going to be longer, but I mean, I'd rather sit there for 10 minutes and make sure they call this pass interference play right. Like, you better call it right. Yeah, because a lot of those make or break the game. And like, now the other question is are they going to get nitpicky with it? Um, they, they said that they won't. It's only blatant ones. But, okay, look at sure. it this way. The Seahawks and Patriots game when Malcolm Butler had that game-winning interception in the mm-hmm. end zone, if you look at the replay, he did touch the receiver before he touched the ball. So, technically, that's p- passing interference. But it was so minute that do you call that a passing interference? And right. I think that's where a lot of this controversy with this new passing interference challenge is going to be. But I, I think that's a very rare occasion. Right. Um, and it's so funny that you say that cause, because if you like kind of look at NFL films or like past games, like old, old games, you'll see plays where it's like, oh, that was for sure pass interference or, oh, that was illegal hit, illegal block. Like, oh, they were holding like all these things. But like back in the day, they never noticed and they could never replay it. So like they got away with it. So uh, there's so many great plays that have happened or great moments in football <clears throat> where – Nowadays, if they had that, then it's going to be super nitpicky. But that's why I think also the level of athletes, the way they play and the way they have their football IQ is they also have that also has increased as well. But I think there are a lot of <laughs> plays that happen, like in the football games that I have watched. I think there are a lot of plays that are kind of controversial, but no one says anything because it's mm-hmm. like it's already over. It happened. Like, is it worth calling that? Right. That And that's I, where they have to make that decision. Yeah, I agree. And I think like also... A lot of people to to the referees' defenses come out and say, "Hey, the referees are human at the same time too. Like, put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. It's hard to make some of those calls." Um, so I think challenging this, and we never know towards in, towards the future. Maybe it's not just passing interference because this is the first penalty in NFL history that you can challenge. So maybe towards the near future, you can challenge all penalties. Maybe penalty or challenges go up don't know how it's gonna work right i think but i think the past interference one especially after last year also oh, yeah. i mean wh- how did the ref miss that let's not talk about it yeah. again but like <laughs> i mean i think last year you're gonna get ended, heated again i know we're gonna beat that dead horse <laughs> but i think the the refs last year for the nfl the past couple of years it's just got they've gotten really bad in my opinion like it's just been like missing calls not calling plays where you could watch them watching it on tv like we saw you looking that direction man like we know you're humans but come on Honestly, or maybe they, they'll maybe they'll have an extra ref to do I that. Think, I think I was just gonna say that maybe like a sky judge, like how the AAF implemented yeah. having the referee at the top and mm-hmm. being able to overturn penalties that are called or not called onto the field. So maybe that's something they implement. I think that the would future. be relevant. Like I'm surprised that they're doing it in the AAF and not doing it for the NFL because in my head it'd be more important to do it in the NFL. Right. 
I think they probably want to be like, oh, shit, the AF thought of something that we should have thought didn't. of, so <laughs> fuck that. We're not going <laughs> to. So we're going to come up with this rule. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to make a bunch of new rules to try to yeah. hide mm-hmm. the fact that the AF is be- is advancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the other rules that they did um, come up with is one of them is the blindside blocks. A player will be hit with a 15-yard penalty if he initiates a block in which he's moving toward or parallel to his own end line and makes a forcible contact to his opponent with his helmet forearm or shoulder so that usually previously it only applied the blindside block only applied if he was like hit in the head like or in the head area yeah so i think this i mean i think this is good because i mean yeah like head or neck area like that's obviously the most important part of the body but there's other ways where you could hit them blindside and they just get wrecked and they still get hurt yeah i the thing is i do like this rule but i don't like it because blindside hits are one of the most exciting things yeah. to watch yeah. when watching football but it's exciting for us but i guarantee it's not exciting oh, for yeah. sure and that, that's why i say it's bad because i've been hit back in high school with blindside hits mm-hmm. or i've done the blindside hitting and even when you do it like when you hit a guy that hard like it rattles you too yeah. so but being on the on the receiving end of a blindside hit not fun at all so that's why i can see why this uh rule change was implemented Hashtag the NFL is getting soft. Moving on. So they also their other rule is penalties on touchdowns. So if a team commits an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on a touchdown, aka celebrating, which I think is stupid. That's annoying. It really is. But now the other the opponent can choose whether to have the penalty assessed on the kickoff or the extra point. Okay, that's just annoying. Hashtag the NFL is getting soft. Celebration (laughs) penalty. Come on. Yeah. I think it's I think it's dumb too because I mean I'm pretty sure the players don't care like like it's not like it hurts their feelings these are grown they're like men gonna, do gonna cry sell. they're like about to kick off and they're like I can't believe you would do that like <laughs> come on Zeke jumped in the Salvation Army bucket and I just find that really offensive I can't yeah but with the celebration I think this the rule of having giving the other team an ability to either enforce a penalty on the kickoff or on the extra point which i don't know why they would do it on the extra Mm -hmm. point unless it's like the end of the game but having it enforced on the kickoff too i think that's very beneficial for the other team like Mm -hmm. i yes i do agree that the celebration penalties are stupid like let them do what they want Mm -hmm. um but it is beneficial because now it's actually a consequence rather than just the pat it's a little further back but if you move the kickoff further back, you're giving the other team better field position to start their possession. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, since this is a penalty now, do you think that players are still going to celebrate because they know that the opposing team is going to fully take advantage of it? I mean, I think they should abolish this rule entirely because even, like, I mean, now, like, on social media, like, the like the way they creatively have, like, these celebra- touchdown celebrations where they involve, like, eight people on the team. Yeah. And it's fun to watch. And that's what – I mean, that's what gets you clicks NFL. That's what makes you want to watch like your game. It looks like fun. So. And, and to add on top of that, I've seen at the end of seasons, they'll literally have each team celebration in, like, a tournament bracket. Like, whose celebration was better? And then it moves on to the next round. The next round and the yeah. finals will be, like, yep. the celebration. So I think because the Viking it's funny. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. So I think the Vikings, like, ducked that goose one that they did. Oh, that like, one was super great. Funny. Like, that one won it, like, last year or something like that but they're getting more exposure off the celebrations yet they're saying nah don't be don't nah, be celebrating. it's a penalty yeah gosh um, okay and the last one is ejections officials can now eject players for both quote flagrant football and non-football acts unquote so now previously like i mean a player would literally have to throw a punch or like kick the referee in order to get kicked out so i think this will be interesting i don't i don't think it's i don't see it happening a lot though because it's such a big field if they're not next to the ref they could talk all the shit they want and it doesn't matter so i I think it's because i think it's whatever i i'm 
whatever on this rule. From a scale from one to I care, I'm whatever. I think it's also from uh, <laughs> like a flagrant foul kind of perspective that the ejections and I they it, I saw a rise in it last year where um, the Bengals safety he like he saw Andrew Luck sliding. So when a quarterback slides, like the play is dead. Mm-hmm. It's to pr- try to protect themselves. And he came in with a helmet to helmet hit, and it resulted in an ejection. So I think this is more just like becoming stricter on those kind of like quote unquote flagrant fouls. So I think ejection though from a game is a little. Yeah, but if if it's malicious, like you're you're trying to you're purposely trying to take out a quarterback, and you know how important a quarterback is on the other team. Just ask the Jacksonville Jaguars; they paid right. 80 something mil for Nick Foles, yeah. Big Dick Nick. So. Okay, so I've changed my perspective. On a scale from <laughs> one to I care, I am I care a little bit. <laughs> okay, and so then oh, actually there was also one more rule. They, they, it wasn't implemented, but they're discussing it. And I wish, really, really wish that this happens. Is the owners are still discussing about the overtime rules, whether both oh my teams God, should get yes. a, ch- a possession or not. Um, I believe the Kansas City Chiefs brought it up, which makes no sense way, after. No yeah. really. Um, <laughs> but yes, and and I and. The rule is they don't have another coin flip after overtime. Whoever just won the first coin flip at the beginning of the game, they choose whether they want to receive or kick. Because now it's not as important because both teams would get a possession right. if this rule were to pass, which I love more football that I get to watch. Yeah. And I think it's a little more fair. Uh, Yeah. It sounds way more fair. You yeah. didn't even get a chance. Yeah. Okay. So that's for the NFL. So now to the AAF. Moving on. They are in jeopardy of unfolding. Kush, do you have this story for us? I do have this story for us. Um, I love how we were just praising the AAF. I know, like, and for now their we're roles, like, now, like, well, yeah. bam, struggling. this is journalism. This and is bam. biased journalism. Yeah, unbiased journalism. Un- but basically, <laughs> we talk shit on Basically, everyone. the AAF wanted to be a developmental league for the NFL, like the NBA G League, like the AAA, AA minor leagues for baseball. Um, and... In order to do that, they would get the players that are on the practice squads or they'd, like, get the players that were drafted late and, like, not really get any playing time to develop them. And But they have to get approval from the NFLPA, which is the NFL Player Association. Association. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have not responded to the AAF, so literally the... <laughs> they got left on red. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and But it really sucks because... The chairman invested $250 million into this league, and Yikes. he just came out saying in the next two days a decision will be made whether the AAF ex- exists or is done. Damn, there was so, so much hype for the AAF, too. I was hyped about it. Because, honestly, I, I think it's great exposure for them. Because, okay, look at Antonio Brown, sixth-round pick. Look at Tom Brady, seventh-round pick. Um, like, given not their situation, but you look at, like, another situation – um, where the team is set at that position, but it still gives these players a chance to develop and to get playing time on the field mm-hmm. against other younger NFL players too. Mm-hmm. And then I think the AF wants to do this also because if those guys blossom like an Antonio Brown or Tom Brady, they can go back and say those guys developed in the AAF. It shows how good the AAF is, which would make players want to be like, oh shit, you know, this, this league is legit. Yeah, like, like maybe I can go through the process of, going through this developmental league and i can blossom and also i think it would get more um recognition as well yeah it's like a step after college but i mean in that sense yeah but with all but with 
football in general kind of going down because of the amount of concussions, do you think playing even longer? So you'd go from, like, college to AAF and then the NFL? But realistically, even if they go to the AAF, if they're doing well, wouldn't they pull them and just take them straight to the NFL? Exactly. Like, I don't think that would prolong their playing time. Like, it's like being in the minors. Like, there are people who are in the minor leagues that have been there for years, and they're already in their late 30s, and they're probably going to retire out of baseball coming out of the minor leagues. That just never got pulled up. Mm-hmm. So I would see it not progr- like pushing back their playing time, like an age, and rather just like when they feel and like I they're think, done, they're done. I think if a player wants to do this for their career and they want to continue pursuing it, rather right. than sitting on the bench and keep going to practice and stuff like that, actually getting exposure on the playing field against other... And getting paid. Yeah, and against other NFL talents, like I, I would do that in a heartbeat. But the whole thing with the NFL PA is that they don't want to risk injury to right. these players. Right. So that's like what you were saying. It's They don't want to risk injury, and also it's part of their collective bargaining agreement that doesn't allow them to like to uh, go to another league, mm-hmm. per se. Also, but you know what? I mean, <laughs> one thing that I think maybe the AAA implemented this op- um, opinion by rapper Eminem, maybe they'll flourish. So Eminem decide, decided to come out and say that he thinks that the AAF should, one, have a team in Detroit, which they don't right now, mm-hmm. and two, that they should allow fighting on the field, like hockey. Okay. Uh, the NFL has a Detroit Lions, but fighting? No. I, from a fan's perspective, I would love that, but... That's obnoxious. I think that'd no. be so funny to watch. I can't picture any of them no, actually I'm, be good at I'm fighting. I'm sick and tired <laughs> of the NFL players going up to each other talking shit, waiting, you- waiting for their teammates to hold them back so <laughs> shit doesn't happen so they don't get suspended <laughs> or fined. Or, uh, it's so funny because I always say this, like, you just, like, you never hear them talking shit, but you know they're talking shit oh, when, like, their, when their helmets are just, like, shaking up and down really fast. And oh, they're just, like, this face mask and stuff like that. But, but, and then you see spit coming out. They're, but, but, yeah. Eminem, I think, after the the statement with the AAF about injuries and stuff like that, I'm pretty damn sure they're not going to be fighting because they want to partner up with the nfl oh yeah so but it would be a cool site yeah (laughs) also i think if eminem wanted to he could build his he could have his own team but maybe not make any risky movements marshall mathers maybe not have any risky movements yet because they might fold in a couple days so stay tuned for that we'll find out what happens okay now it's time for a break from our sponsors please enjoy this ad there's never anything on the radio I know, they always play the same five songs. Wait, is it six o'clock yet? Oh yeah, it's Throwback Thursday. Turn it on. Tune in to Throwback Thursdays at 6 p.m. to hear top hits and my favorite songs from the 2000s, right here on Titan Radio. Okay, so now it is officially this weekend, opening day, baseball. I'm so freaking excited. So am I. Don't even get me started. Hell yes. Baseball's back, baby. I'm so excited. I'm so, so happy. So I think that, okay, so let's first of all talk about which teams for each division, which teams do we think are going to take the division right now, just right now from what we've seen in spring training. And I feel like it was an especially long spring training this year. Yeah, I feel like everything has been super, super long. Right? Like, been, But I also, like, it's been so long that I didn't even realize opening day was a few days away until a few days ago. 
Like, I saw a post on Twitter, and I was like, oh, shit, opening days this weekend. I'm um, fake fan. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I've been keeping up with all the games, but I was like, oh, my God, I forgot what date it is. So, you know what? We'll see. But I guess, where do you, where do you think everybody sits right now? Okay, so, okay, let's just start Let's just start with the National League. We'll start with the NL West. Okay. Um, we're both Dodger fans, yes. Ashling and I. Hardcore. So, I mean, I have the Dodgers winning. I, I do. I had the I had the Dodgers winning the NL West. For 100%. sure. 100%. I think the only people that are going to, the only team that's going to, um, like, be hard to go up against is the Rockies, of course. Which is I, no, I think the Padres are going to shock some people. I had this conversation with my boss today mm-hmm. that we both agreed that, like, the Padres are probably going to come out. I think so, too, because of the whole Machado signing. They'll have, like... Um, momentum and excitement, like, oh, you know, they have Machado, you know, people want to see Machado, whatever. Yeah. But even Machado said himself that in an interview, like, oh, you know, we'll see what happens this year. I don't know about maybe a wild card. We don't know. Like, he basically said that, so he doesn't really have confidence. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm always the first one to be like, the Padres, really? But, like, I think they could build the momentum and get themselves at least a wild card spot. Really? I just think their pitching isn't strong enough. Don't sleep on them. I, I, thought, I thought I'm gonna say because they also have a really good farm system with they have a lot of young, good infielders um, that will help Machado out. And honestly, outside of them, I don't and the Dodgers. Yeah. I don't see anybody taking Ro- that division. I mean, the Rockies. The Rockies have always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Rockies have like been the past few years. The Rockies have been the, the Dodgers like. You know, biggest competition. Well, D-backs if Trevor Story, kinda. if Trevor Story can be rookie Trevor Story again with Nolan Arenado, he just got paid. Who we all know is going to produce, and then Charlie right. Blackman's getting up there in age as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll see the, the Rockies. Yeah, that's actually I take that back. That is a competitive division. Yeah, so. I just feel like the Rockies are just like that annoying like little prick in your side if you're like a Dodger fan or you watch the Dodgers because they're just always kind of there. They're just really annoying. Yeah, they're just there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if the Padres pulled some ish and got themselves a wild card spot. That would be hilarious. Yeah. I I put, honestly, in my picks, I have the Padres or the Cubs getting the wild card spot. Okay. I, I would definitely choose the Cubs over the Padres for that spot. I don't have either of those. That's my wild card. Who do you we'll, we'll, we'll come back to the wild card. We'll, we'll get back yeah. to the wild card. Okay, moving on to NL Central. I picked the Brewers to win. Oh, same. NL Central. Mm-hmm. I think the, or the Bre- I think I think the Central is the hardest division in the NL with the Brewers, Cardinals, yeah. and uh. And well, the Cubs. Reds have. Well, I mean, the Reds have the Puig. Reds just got Puig, and they have Joey Votto, who's and Matt, and Matt Kemp. Yeah, Matt Kemp, and Joey my husband. Vonnick. On the record, my husband. Um, that's weird because no, he just hit me up last week. Do so. not come at me right now. Yikes! Y'all see do what I have to deal with. Me. Y'all see what I have to deal with in this show. Um, <laughs> Can we give it a sports, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> it is sports. No, but really, I had the the Brewers winning NL Central. Me too. Who do you? Because do you have them winning too? The Brewers, I have. I have the Cubs winning it. I have the Cubs. Okay, wow. I respect that. I was kind of back and forth, but that's why I put the Cubs on my wild card. Yeah, wild card list. Uh, NL East, I said the Braves. Phillies. I think the Phillies. Yeah. Just because Phillies. they have Harper. No, not just because they have Harper. But, dude, honestly, Osuna, or sorry, Ronald Acuna Jr., dude, is a baller. He is. And he's, what, 21, 22? He's, like, 22. And then Freddie Freeman, Ender, and Ciarte. So I could see the Braves. I see the Braves, but I got to stick with Philly. They put all that money into Harper, and then 
They also got JT Rymolt, and they got... Yeah, they really developed their bullpen, I think. I mean, honestly, I think nowadays, like, pitching is, like, the most so important. important. Especially so now. Important. They Especially have one so of the, and they have one of the best pitchers in Aaron Nola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I, think I, I, I got through these. Yep. Okay, let's move to the American League. Uh, AL West. AL West. I mean, I okay. picked the Astros. Okay, yeah, I think. Okay, I don't know because I'm kind of. I mean, listen, listen, listen. I hate the Angels just as much as the next person. No, family don't start. Don't start. But I think that the Astros will win. But I think the Angels have a pretty good chance this year. Yes, I think they do, but okay, the Astros are just so dominant in every single aspect yeah. of a roster, just, which is why I see them winning the division. But the Angels, their main part is that they they're good. I have them but the main part the main thing I have them as a wild card yeah. too. But the main thing is whether they can stay healthy yeah, or not. That is the huge yes, part. That's where th- when I was picking like making my own picks and I really thought about especially AL West because the Astros are such a dominant team that mm-hmm. it's hard not to pick them against everybody else because the Angels just have such a hard time staying healthy. All of their players are injured in a matter of weeks. Yep. Like, every few weeks it's somebody. Mm-hmm. And then right when they come back, they're back for, like, a month, two months, and they're re-injured. Like, it's just so hard for them to stay healthy. Yeah, also the other thing that Angels do struggle with is pitching, but I think that – like you said this year, if they can stay healthy and they, develop, they more. made some good transactions yeah. with uh, Matt Harvey's on the old, older side. But uh-huh. you never know; it, it, he's kind of a wild card pick. You know, you sign him, right. he could help you. If not, well, it's not going to hurt. And then they also got Trevor Cahill from uh, the Oakland Athletics, which right. I think will help a lot. And then if their freaking bullpen can stay healthy, yeah, that's the biggest. Middleton. The keyword is if. So that's just they had they had sixty players on their, on their roster, roster last season. That just goes to show how many injuries. injuries that they had. I swear, I was checking the starting rotation every single week, and I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" I from get the stressed minors. out for them. But they have some y- good young pitchers with um, Jose Berceo mm-hmm. and with Felix Pena. Yeah, don't sleep on him. Yeah. But the Astros are just way too dominant. They're and so all dominant. I can I couldn't even hesitate to pick anybody else. Yeah. Um, moving on to AL Central, I picked the Cleveland Indians. I got the Indians too. Yeah, I agree. Indians all the way. All the way. I Should just think they're, they're I honestly I think it's just such a unanimous pick it for is. the like, Indians. I mean, like the other teams are just not I mean White Sox, Royals just, like Yeah. Cool. I don't know. The Twins maybe? Twins have never done it for me yeah. since like Joe Maurer and Yeah. I just don't see anybody like, else in, in, very, this, yeah. in this in yeah. this. It's not a very competitive. Area. No. No. Yeah. Um in the East, I picked the Yankees to win. This wow. is the this was my toughest decision. As much as somebody East. like me who hates the Yankees. Okay, here's my solid opinion. You either hate the Yankees or you are a diehard Yankees fan. And everybody that I've met is that way. And I hate the Yankees, but I picked them to win because they're just like the Astros, a very dominant team. Yeah, I agree. Because I think the Red Sox, they did make some transactions that I don't think benefited them. So I, I also picked going. the Red Sox as my wild card. Yeah, I think so too. I think they'll they got Dustin Pedroia back though too. Yeah, they're getting mm-hmm. him back. So yeah, and then if Jackie Bradley Jr. had a, not a good season that anybody thought he would, so if he can pick it up, that's even that's another thing. That Andrew Benatendi, another young guy. Then obviously you have Mookie Betts. Yeah, yeah, and then but, I mean, that pitching staff, Chris their Sale. Their pitching staff, Chris Sale. Yeah. You can't, you cannot sleep on Chris Sale for a second. And Evaldi, he's so young and so good. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I have the Red Sox. The wild card? No, I have them oh, winning. winning. I have winning. them winning that division. I think the Yankees are first. Yeah, sure I win. think the Yankees are going to win. Honestly, it's, it's a toss up with them, too. I could. I mean, this was this was only hard for me but because I picked the Yankees, but I wanted. You guys said you picked the Angels as your wild card earlier, or somebody somebody did. I, I did. did. Yeah, you guys both did. So I, I don't know. I just see the Yankees winning and the Red Sox being the wild card. That's just that's my Sox, personal pick. I think if the Red Sox don't win, then they're for sure going to be in the wild card spot. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be either or. Either, either the Red Sox win the division, yeah. Yankees are wild card. Uh, Yankees win the division, mm-hmm. Red Sox yeah. are wild card. Yeah. So I who think you it have can as go your, either way. So you have Red Sox and Angels as your wild card. For I have the Red AL. Sox, Angels, and then I also have the Cubs. No, let's talk, let's talk about AL first. So oh, okay. Angels, Red Sox. Oh yeah, Angels, Red Sox. Or sorry, Angels, Yankees or Red Sox. Red Sox. Okay, and then you. I just have the Red Sox. Who's the second? Well, I guess I have to say the Angels since nobody else. Like, I don't think there's anybody else who really... With the West and the East, the West, you have the Oakland Athletics, too, who had a hell of a season last year, who made the wild card. Um, that, and yeah, they, and they were younger, and all they, they're just getting better yeah. with age They need as to, well. too, yeah. And then you can't sleep on the Tampa Bay Rays, either, with Blake Snell. Like so, that that wild card race is going to be. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's it is going to be really tough. I think top spot, like we said, Red Sox or Yankees. Yeah, but that second spot. It's and also, be you have the Seattle Mariners. Last year, they went on that huge run after All Star break. Yeah, but they died down towards the end, and that's how the Athletics took yeah. the wild card spot. So it's like you never know if we you may have those sleeper teams that just decide to go just off, go just exactly. pop off. I don't know. I definitely think that whoever doesn't win. AL East is going to clinch the first wild card spot, and the second one is just going to be up for grabs. Honestly, I think so too. It's, it's even possible to have both wild card spots come from the AL East with the Rays and the Yankees or oh, 100%. or Red yeah. Sox. So, I definitely think it's going to be up for grabs. It's going to be interesting. And then for NL, who do we have for our wild cards? Um, I said the Cubs or the Padres. Those were my personal picks. I think the Cubs or okay. Um, so I have the Braves. Since I had the Phillies winning the division, but if it's uh-huh. vi- I have it vice versa as well too. If the Braves yeah, win the division, I have the Phillies making the wild card, mm-hmm. and then I have uh, I have Milwaukee making it. I have yeah. Milwaukee winning. Yeah, I had Milwaukee Central. winning. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I had the Cubs. Okay, I was gonna say I was okay. gonna pick them, but I, <laughs> I picked them to win. Yeah, I picked them to win. No, Chicago. I mean, it's between the Rockies and the Braves, for me. Rockies and Braves. Yeah, okay. it's between those two teams for the wild card spot because right. I think I I want to see the Braves win because the Rockies are irritating to me. But I think <laughs> you the hate Ro- them. I really don't like the Rockies, but I think they do have. You know, I think they definitely can get that wild card spot. Right. And we and who do we have winning the entire thing, the whole shebang? Doyers. Honestly, I, that question stresses me out especially as a Dodgers fan like God. do I want to be let down again and put my faith in them um, I do as a Dodgers fan I really do <laughs> I want to put my faith in you but I just keep getting let down honestly I yeah I I think the Dodgers okay every we say this up here oh for sure this year for sure this year last year I was really surprised the Dodgers even made it to the World Series so was I not surprised I'm they, they the finessed their way in oh, there oh for sure I'm surprised not surprised you guys, they made it to the playoffs you guys also lost your most consistent guy in the World Series in Manny Machado 
I mean, yes, you get Corey yeah. Seager back. Corey, I was about to say, the Corey Seager's back. So. Corey Seager's already okay, okay, proven but, himself in spring training as well. So it's not like... I mean, but it's whether they can produce in the postseason. That's always been... The, I mean, that's always been the story. I think definitely <laughs> the Dodgers should be able to make it there. They have the talent. They have the talent for years. For the past, like, five years, they have had the this best. Talent. They have the best roster. Oh, one hundred. Uh, yes. With the Astros, but I, I would still give yeah. it to the Dodgers. No. Best yeah, rosters, we, and we do. We have so much talent, and even having somebody like Manny Machado was a big like benefit for us because if anything, it set us up to get Corey Seager back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a great so executive move to get Machado because if he walks, you guys lose nothing. Right, yeah. Seager's coming back. But I have the AL winning it this year, whether it's the Astros or the Red Sox. I have. I could see the Red Sox repeating. So could, uh, um, I hate. I mean, honestly, Boston fans are way too cocky now. I'm starting to hate them. I'm just starting to hate everyone. I'm a hater. You are a hater, that's but a, that's a I don't hate anybody you. more than the Yankees. So True. as long as the Yankees don't win the World Series, my blood pressure will stay. I agree. I think, I think we can all be, agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah. as long as the Yankees don't win. But dude, Aaron, I, I like Aaron Judge. Uh, yeah, I like Aaron I Judge like too. He's and, like, and I like him as a person, but his affiliation too. bothers me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Giancarlo Stanton. Those are the only two guys I, I like. I still associate Stanton with the Marlins. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Well, once he wins the ring, a ring, you won't. Okay, maybe he won't win a ring. Hopefully, but I want him, I want him to win a ring. I just don't and want nobody the else. Like nobody yeah. else. Yeah, like, like go ahead and just give it to him. Imagine he gets signed to the Dodgers. No. Oh, here we go. No, here we go. You're a Lakers fan dream. too, right? Because Lakers and Dodgers fans sound the same. No, listen, listen, listen. The Lakers, I do not, I do not agree with anything the, the Lakers have done so far. Okay, nothing. I think if I don't know what the hell Magic Johnson's sipping on, but he needs to get it together and start drinking some water or some herbal tea again. <laughs> herbal tea. This is ridiculous. Okay, let's just not talk about it. Let's t- instead talk about Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, as some of you may know, has. Um, he first, the first big news that shot that came out about him was that he announced to retire. He did this before, but then he was back in the ring six months later. Yeah. But Drama. this time he's like, no, I'm serious, whatever, whatever. A day later, he... Scandal. Scandal strikes. Dun, dun. So basically in Ireland, where he's from, there is a sexual assault case that's, um, that charges that have been brought against him saying that he sexually assaulted a woman. And... Luckily, I think this is so such a great law. Luckily, that um, in Ireland law, like you cannot release the name of a sexual assault victim unless the case is once the case is clo- until the case is actually right. closed. Uh-huh. So nobody knows who she is. Nobody knows any info about her. Nothing. But this is a, a case, and they're saying, and I'm, I think that's oh nice timing. So you're gonna st- take a break from fighting to work on your case. But he's not even taking a break. He full blown retired. Right. Honestly, Dana well, White doesn't even believe it though. Or sorry, he he does believe it, so I think it's like a legit retirement. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm he said f- it before, so I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. Like not at all. I was honestly shocked. I was like, he retired. He's like, I'm retiring. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, all of us are just like, okay, do it then. And then he came back since then, and we're like, that's what we thought. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I respect McGregor a lot, but if this whole sexual assault case goes through, then I do not. But that's what I was going to say. So that, that's, that's, that's a huge that. thing. If he's found guilty, he's for sure not coming back. But mm-hmm. if he's found not guilty, then I don't think you're allowed to be a felon. If it, yeah, and fight. That doesn't I don't know. Make sense. Um, In football, they let people who yeah. uh, abuse women that's, play yeah, football. That's, that's a topic Basketball for a different too. day. Yeah. Also, um, topic for a different day. Once um, again, another point that is proven: men are, are trash. 
Anyways. No, uh, but seriously, like, if this goes through and, like, he is, then there's like, charges against him. Also, I don't think that all the way in Ireland, they would say, oh, no, so he did this, whatever. Like, he sexually assaulted this woman. Like, I don't think they would come out with that, like, the way they did if they didn't have, like, actual evidence. Like, hard proof. Hard, you yeah. know. But it's just sad because his legacy can just be completely knocked off. And what he's done for the sport of mixed martial arts. I didn't like ridiculous. him anyways, but. Don't get me he's, wrong. He's I'm done so much. I think he's he revolutionized MMA and he's put it on a global map. Yeah. He's like, I mean, honestly, he, I, I really, I'm, I'll speak personally. I didn't watch MMA that much until okay, McGregor. Well, okay. Well, that makes sense because I've always watched MMA and boxing. Like since I was. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, mean, to me, I think, I think a lot of people are on the same page as me, whereas they didn't really cared too much about MMA until Conor until McGregor and until he started because also Conor McGregor like kind of revolutionized athletes and smack talking oh, in yeah. a way yeah and everyone's like who the hell is this Irish dude who's just like <laughs> like just talking shit like he's low-key legit as an Irish person a hundred percent like he's so obnoxious like everybody else in Ireland, like my grandparents are the same way. My mom is the same way. My aunt is the same way. Everybody is so obnoxious and loves to talk trash. And every other word is the F word. And they're going to. How do you say it? Can you say it for us? Say what? The F word with an Irish accent. No. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. No. But it, I, I like him because he trash talks. But there's some things that he has said where I've been like uh, too far. I think, okay, I'm all here for the shit talking. I'm all here for it. But he's so annoying to me. I think he's so annoying. And yeah, he's good. But like, he's just like, he's a little, I don't know. He just looks like, seems like a little bitch to me. And if he, this sexual case, sexual soul case goes through, then I was right. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah I personally yeah. don't like him. Like, I just don't like him. Like, well, if he's found guilty in the sexual assault case, he's canceled. Oh, yeah. I mean, but you're right. Like, he did, like, that was his niche. Like, he made himself famous because. Of the way he carried himself. Obnoxious and annoying. And, you know, do you, but don't do others without consent. And Dana White was all about it because of the amount of exposure it brought right. to mm-hmm. MMA and yeah. UFC. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like we said, though, I think that if he's found not guilty, he'll be back. It's a possibility. We'll see. Hopefully, if this did happen, the girl gets her justice. I hope so. But, you know, thank you, Ashling. For coming on today. Thank you. Oh, we of course. love you. I, I love, love you guys. It's so great. <laughs> all love in this room. I wish you guys could feel this. But that is all we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Deuces. Bye.